Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Hi, Hello. Hello, my little evacuated friend. <laughs> I'm broadcasting live in my cry closet. In another state. In another state. In the natural state, Arkansas. You, oh, you're naked? Oh. I th- you know what? I never put two and two together. Maybe that's why I was born here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain that that means naked. The natural state. I like it. <laughs> it's okay. fitting. So you're naked in the cry closet in Arkansas. We've had a ton of wonderful people reach out to check on you and make sure that you sort of survived Hurricane Bullshit Ida. But just in case anybody doesn't know what's going on, I figured we should leave some time at the top of the show for our recurring segment. What natural disaster are you involved in right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on the anniversary, the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, we got Hurricane Ida. <laughs> and, Yay! Happy anniversary! Uh, yeah, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. But she's a she's a total cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got evacuated. Yeah, we got evacuated. There wasn't really anything. So normally with hurricanes, it's just kind of um, you just sit there and you wait forever and you just eat your Vienna sausages and you watch the weather channel that's, and it just. That's just you. <laughs> it's just it just you. takes its sweet ass time. And, you know, it's it's just a joke for the most part, you know. This one was not a joke. There was nothing stopping it really from forming quickly. And the waters in the Gulf are super warm. So it came very, very quickly. And you, well, not you, because thankfully you evacuated in time, but your house was dead in its path. Yeah. So my poor community um, in Thibodeau and Homa, which I lived in before I moved to Thibodeau, um, pretty much got the brunt of it. It's, have, it's sad. I've heard so many pronunciations for those cities on the news in the past few days. <laughs> I saw Hauma, awesome, Homa, Huma, Huma. <laughs> I saw an awesome tweet where it was said, um, it said, Louisiana city names whooping weather channels ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you and are. And it's funny. I think I told you how to pronounce our parish too, because it looks like yes, Lafourche. Yes, but it's Lafouche. Lafouche, of course. Lafourche. Of course, it is. Yeah, I had to double check that my episode doesn't have any um, anything from Louisiana in it because I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's a compilation, so you never know. So you are you and all your five babies and your bunny named Necklace and your puppy dog are safely tucked away at Aunt Carolyn's house. Yeah, we're in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's beautiful here. It's a good place to evacuate. It sounds like a nice place. And 
Oh, man, that means Abby's bounce castle didn't get to happen. It didn't happen. Bullshit. She is marked safe from flying across this <laughs> state in a bouncy house. Um, so we're going to reschedule it. I don't know. I hope they're okay. I text and it was real funny. I was just like, hey, you know, there's a hurricane coming. Can we reschedule that? And he was just like, yeah, let me know. But <laughs> And I was like, mm, how about next Saturday? <laughs> oh, my God. There's not even going to be electricity there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so there might be a bounce house at my house for no oh, reason God. next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for those following along at home, it was Melanie's poor baby's birthday during this. Yeah, so we evacuated the night. Well, yeah, it was a two-day thing because I was driving by myself. My husband drove separately. Um, so it was just me and the kiddos for an eight hour drive, which is adventurous with a new baby too. Yeah. Holy shit. But yeah, our, our town was out of gas. So I'm glad I had the wherewithal to fill up before. The good thing about having a disaster podcast is <laughs> you're <laughs> filled with wherewithal. That's all I you have. <laughs> really fucking, um, I was ready. I was ready. It, I remember last year we were talking about what do you take in a disaster? Mm-hmm. Like, what's one thing that you yeah. grab? And I and- just went back and did show notes on that episode, so it feels extremely recent to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I grabbed I grabbed the shoes. I think I, that's why I told everyone I would grab my Aunt Carolyn's shoes that she passed on to me that don't fit me, but they're really cool carved shoes. And my um, great, great grandmother's blanket crochet wedding blanket um that looks like a bunch of spider webs i grabbed that so that was a wedding blanket i don't think you told me that yeah it was a wedding blanket fuck that's even cooler isn't it yeah it really is and of course you packed your podcasting equipment obviously since we are here now (laughs) i did i mean it's it's super important to me I didn't realize how attached it was. <laughs> like, I can't let go of my microphone. You sent me a picture of the stuff you were packing, and there's your microphone and a stuffed Rougarou right at the front. <laughs> yeah, so I packed my microphone. I actually uh, packed all the Patreon stuff, too, which I'm glad I did, because holy shit, we got um, four new Patreons. Yeah, we, we usually we get into that at the end, but I feel like we should mention it now since it's it's here. Yeah, I think it's super rad i think this was like the biggest like i opened i was like holy shit have you seen this like we got a lot of uh new subscribers i think this was our our biggest one-time patreon boom like i think this is our biggest crop of shout outs in one episode we've had so far yeah it was like a hurricane of them (laughs) just (laughs) flew into our inbox no oh gosh so Your yeah, dad jokes are still intact. I see. <laughs> we have four, four new Patreons. Yay! Who are they? Do we have any more twin sets like uh, Bethany and Meredith last week? Well, we have Amy and Ashlyn, so there would okay. be like my daughters because I really love naming girls a names. You too. I've, I've noticed that. Yes, <laughs> that is something we have in common. <laughs> so Amy Nelson, Mama to White Chicken. Yay! I was, it was funny because she was messaging me, like checking on me as I was writing her card today. So I she, thought that was she really. She's the best. She's she's the OG. She's our ride or die. 
Yeah. I think every podcast has like a couple people who have just been like really engaged and active from the beginning. And she's definitely one of ours. Yeah. So I told her to give, um, you know, well, I don't want to tell her what her card says before she gets it. So we'll just keep that quiet. (laughs) But you know what it says. Yes. I would like for people in the future to sign up for Patreon in pairs name wise. Like matching name pairs. I think that that needs to be a thing. I like it. I like it. All right. Ashlyn Kritzer. Yeah, thanks, Ashlyn. Yeah, she found us on Reddit. She's been. mm -hmm. Which is super cool. Reddit scares me. I'm not good at Reddit. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Reddit scares me, too. But I've been mixing it up. And I think that the uh, Venn diagram between Reddit people and podcast people is just a circle. (laughs) (laughs) like right out of the gate it's people who like to know a lot of stuff listen to and discuss a lot of stuff and don't mind the fuck word yeah (laughs) like that's that's the reddit demographic and uh that's ours too (laughs) so it has been actually surprisingly fun because i've been mixing and mingling on reddit and we have snagged some listeners recently so welcome yeah and christina alexander she's from reddit too dang yes you guys should run our reddit page (laughs) oh god (laughs) no pressure we're just nominating you for that shit yeah i don't know you i don't know if you're problematic but i don't want it (laughs) please don't be problematic <laughs> send me your resume. <laughs> oh God, we'll send you a questionnaire of problematic questions, and yeah. you can fill it out and get back to us. I'm gonna ask you if you like Vienna sausages. Shit, I was gonna ask like you know, like BLM or some shit, but you're just going straight to the slimy sausages. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope we don't have any of those listeners. I think we might have at one point, but then he called me an armadillo and left. Fuck you, Jerry. (laughs) I feel like what if he's still listening, though? What if he didn't actually leave? What if he was just like, whatever, and stuck around? (laughs) We've been talking shit about that man for a year. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, Sophia Duke. Sophia Duke. That's a cool name. Yeah, she's our UK listener. Nice. That super. sounds like a, that's a very UK name. Yeah, she's super rad. So thank you very much. Yes, thank um, you so much. Yeah, I mean, all that to say, I packed my microphone, my pop filter, um, all the Patreon stuff. So I actually got your cards together. And um, yeah, I'm going to mail them out today. And on top of that, one of my favorite things to do is I like to send out snail mail kind of like as a bonus content so so i will be definitely finding some hot springs (laughs) postcards to be sending out to you guys very soon as well which i just found out i guess there i was talking to my aunt carolyn and i guess there was like some mercury poisoning here too like pretty big mercury poisoning i don't know so I was like, well, I need to dig into that. I might take a break after the whole cat thing last week. Yeah, but. you should. You should take a break. You should cover <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah, so if we ever get, like, really super famous, our listeners can know that these are the rare limited edition Arkansas Postmark postcards. Yeah. So save this, because someday it might be worth $6 on eBay. 
Yeah. Yay. We just recorded our first, well, not just, we did it probably what, a week or a week and a half us. Yeah, somewhere was, in there. Uh, before you had to evacuate. Uh, yeah, we recorded our first full-length episode for Patreon, so that but should not be not the dry. last. Not yep. the last. We're going to do it once a month for you guys. We got our shit together, finally. We're going to fluff it. Yes, we're going to fluff like it in like a- the fluffers that we are. It's very <laughs> pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> you stop it. It doesn't know what that means. Your fluffers. Mm-hmm. It, Carolyn was like, I need to know how to get on that thing. I don't know how to get on that thing. On what thing? <laughs> on on the Patreon. Oh I think my she gosh. called it the Patriot or something like that. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, whatever you want, <laughs> I will show you. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. Your Dude. aunts are so freaking wholesome. She's, I mean, she has a broken arm, too. So then it's like all of a sudden we're just rolling up her in her house. <sighs> Why she's she trying break to, her arm? What happened? She fell. She just, you know. <sighs> Took a tumble. This side of the family, we're just a bunch of cluts. So. But she's been amazing. She opened up her home for us because we had to evacuate, and it was my daughter's birthday. So she pulled out all the stops. Like, we made our own pin the tail on the donkey. She got a poster board for us so we could draw it. She got us a birthday cake. The pin of the tail on the donkey is super cool because we used our COVID masks for the blindfold. (laughs) That's smart. Yeah. We need to keep those around for that if this ever ends. So, yeah, I don't know. We, I think we might be here for a while. They're saying three weeks, maybe more than a month before we even get power. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, I don't, I don't feel like as a landlocked person, I have a good understanding of how that works. Like as far as. Is it an option to just be like, fuck it, we don't have power, but we're going back? Like, is that going to happen? Yeah, we'll we'll go Holy back. Shit. I'm ready to go back. If I could go back right now, I would. Oh, my God. Why are you such a maniac? Uh, what I will you do? You're going to be so hot. Oh, I mean, you just spray each other off with a hose and I don't know. I mean, you just get used to it. I mean, I, I got a ton of Vienna sausages there. Oh, my God. <laughs> could get on my tiktok finally but no i mean there's things to do we i mean we're huge board game people obviously um ali bought us one and we've talked about this before i mean there's plenty of stuff to do without power we did get a generator we're fortunate enough to wear so my husband he basically just drove up here to make sure we were settled in and then drove back um just because his job um they do emergency response with his work so he had to be back but because we were here, we were able to buy a generator and buy tarps and everything that you would n- normally need that the big box stores down there are completely out of. Yeah. So he just kind of stopped along the way at like different stores and picked up, you know, as many tarps as he could so he could pass them out to the neighbors, That's you know, nice. that way they they can have it. You know, it's just it's hard seeing it on social media. There's no 911. There's no yeah. cell service. There's nothing. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people are reliant on their generators. Unfortunately, this is where you start seeing like the loss of life, you yeah. know, because irresponsible yeah. usage of, of the generators. So so what's what time frame are you thinking? Is it a matter of, you know, like when 911 and cell towers are back? I can't imagine going back before that well they said they wouldn't let us back in for at least a week okay i know some people are sneaking their rooms like sneaking in anyways how do you sneak in 
Uh, there's back roads and stuff. I mean, you have to think it's, we just had, you know, Category 4 hurricane. You know, law enforcement spread very, yeah, very, very thin. True. Just to give you an idea, our, I, I believe it's the chief of Lafouche Parish, the, the parish that I'm in. We got Terrebonne and Lafouche just got absolutely nailed, more so than anywhere else. But the, the chief of police had to go all the way down south to uh, Galliano. I want to say it's like an hour and a half away, just so he could be able to communicate with everybody what was going on. Jesus so Christ. I don't know. It's it, the cell service is spotty. Sometimes you can get in, sometimes you can't. But it's just scary. Like we couldn't get a hold of our neighbors. We didn't know if our neighbors were okay. They're okay. Everyone, everyone's yeah. okay. Where is Cody actually staying now? Cody's at our house right now. Oh wow. Okay. So he went back to assess the damages. So we were very lucky. Uh, lucky Lex put a uh, protection spell on our house, <laughs> and I think it really helped. Um, literally, thanks, Lex. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Lex. Uh, literally everything outside is gone. Like. Our fence is gone. We lost a tree. Cody was telling me how, like, the trees, they don't have any leaves. They've been completely. It's so spooky, you know, because they're very, very lush trees. Yeah. Um, The trampoline gate has been solved um, because I was looking (laughs) on Nextdoor app and someone had posted a picture of a trampoline in their front yard and was like, did anyone lose a trampoline? And there was an angry react. And I was like, well, shit, I'm not claiming that. Obviously, somebody's very <laughs> pissed off that uh, they're flying trampolines, which I don't know what they're expecting. I mean, he's a category for a hurricane. If roofs are coming, flying off. Yeah, like, the hurricane's leaving. The hurricane, the, the, the trampoline's leaving. Yeah, it, it doesn't stand a chance. No. Uh, we tied that son of a bitch to a tree. Like, <laughs> we did the best yeah, we could. Yeah, but sometimes trees are leaving. <laughs> yeah, so... It was still in our backyard. I think it helped demolish our fence. But yeah, so that was not our trampoline. Hashtag I'm not our trampoline. <laughs> I'm glad you've been absolved of the trampoline crime. So no, we're we're very lucky. If we hadn't boarded up one of our windows, that tree would have gone through our house. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know. There are a lot of people that were not as lucky. So I think... Right before we recorded, started recording, they just, the second death was announced. Oh, really? What happened with that one? I knew the first one was a tree. Uh, it was a drowning. Through. Someone's oh, car got gosh. swept away. Oh, I hate it. So. There's going to be a lot more. Yeah. It fucking sucks. So we're just going to hang tight here. And I just come into my cry closet every once in a while. So <laughs> my kids don't have to see me cry because it oh, sucks. It does. I've been so fucking worried about you. <laughs> yeah, no, you 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 and Tag have been so amazing. Like really everybody has been super fucking awesome. I think we had someone from Sweden check out on me. Yeah. I know. Uh, How did it feel to get to literally click mark safe? <laughs> was it weird? <laughs> it was, it was it was weird, but it also felt really fucking good, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be all right. It's it's gonna be okay, and it's just stuff. It's gonna, you know. I even feel like my husband's kind of reevaluating just how important some things are and how important other things are not. You know, yeah. he he works a lot, a lot, a lot, and then you know, in a matter of moments, it just can be gone. So yeah. what's the point? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
So, but <sighs> that's going to, Ida's going to be my, I don't, I don't want to take up the whole podcast just talking well, about Ida, I, but. I mean, I think it would be weird not to spend a chunk of time talking about Ida, given, given that you are a disaster podcaster recording from a bathroom while you're evacuated from a hurricane. <laughs> that would <laughs> yeah. be strange. So, um, but I am in, you know, a really unique situation um, where I get a lot of the local stories and, you know, Facebook threads and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I've been working on like compiling some neat and weird and stuff. And so this will be my episode next week. We'll do, uh, we'll do Ida. Next Hopefully week, there'll Jesus be Christ. your work ethic is terrifying. <laughs> I fucking love this podcast. It's intimidating. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because nobody, nobody is as scary as you. <laughs> I'm going to be a little old lady, like, in some disaster, and it's going to be like, hello, horrible <laughs> news. <laughs> okay, do you want to get into this? Let's start with our Florida man bracket. We need this. You need yes, this. Yes, yes. All right, so this is actually, I think this might be my favorite of all the bracket. Like, your favorite matchup? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Florida woman plays mermaid and entered homes without permission. She plays mermaid and enters homes. Without permission, though. Right. I mean, I feel like that's a given in Florida. <laughs> There's no permission I'm, given them for anything anywhere. But I feel like that's where the mermaids would be. In, I want to be where the, where the people in, <laughs> <laughs> in Florida. I mean, it's not landlocked. You know? Yeah. Do you need yeah. permission? Okay, I I do have follow up questions. But lay the next my one on me. Beach bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this I don't know why I'm like doing give my hot takes on this. Okay, no, versus I've been, I've been trying to coerce you <laughs> into giving hot takes since we have started hot takes. Versus Florida man breaks into woman's home to pet family cat. <laughs> There's so much breaking into houses in Florida. I feel like houses must just be communal there because there's always someone entering without permission. They're okay. just always doing stuff. Okay. They're doing do you, stuff. I, I try not to have a lot of follow-up questions because I really do like to do this kind of based on headline. But do you know any more about what playing mermaid entailed? Yeah. Let me um, pull this up real quick. Okie dokie. Florida man. There's so many good ones on here. <laughs> okay plays mermaid okay she was arrested after she played mermaid and swam up to a waterfront or two waterfront homes plural in the area and entered them okay so she like literally i cannot find the original article it's giving me the 404 but she literally their waterfront home she literally swam up to them Okay. I mean, I I am very curious to know because mermaids they basically swim and she's basically swimming, but I mean, you know, people also swim, it's not that weird of a thing to do. What extra stuff does she have to be doing to have it be considered playing mermaid? Like you can't just swim up to a house and someone will look at you and be like, There she is, playing mermaid. Like, what do you have to be doing to Well, I does she have one of those mermaid tails? 
I, 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 we, I don't we know. Can only, Does she? We can only speculate right now. It, I'm getting the 404. I cannot find the original article. Wow. Okay. What? What? Like, what do you envision when you envision this? I envision some drunk lady saying, <laughs> "I want to be where the people where the are." People are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And then we've got a guy who broke in to pet a cat. Okay. So we have a highly in-demand guest star now. <laughs> We had to clap out there for a second at the uh-huh. end of that. We've had um, multiple people ask us for some baby squonk snuffles at some point. They've been waiting for a cameo. Here it is. Yeah, so if you hear any... <laughs> <laughs> That's the squonk. Yeah, so you get what you get. You don't throw fit. You don't. <laughs> and listen, some people, I think this is exactly what they want. Multiple people have requested this. <laughs> So, just for you guys, and not because Squonk was screaming. Not at all. This baby, this is this is the um, the joys of trying to podcast while you're evacuated. <laughs> Everything's just kind of up in the air. Routines are out. Of the Whatever. Window. Fuck it. This is the most authentically ambianced episode we've ever had. It's so weird, like, podcasting while my boob is in someone's mouth (laughs) you don't normally (laughs) (laughs) i figured that was what you and cody were into (laughs) okay so i'm really kind of stuck in this one this this bracket because i don't don't hate me but i'm really not a cat person at all so i'm not my my first instinct is not to pick that one but i don't know it's kind of pulling at me something about something about it you're not a cat person and apparently not a puppy person either i found out oh god really you're going there yeah i said i was gonna tell everybody in the whole entire world you hate chickens you hate armadillos i do you hate puppies you now you hate cats michelle kaz is mine now okay no no, no. And this isn't fair because we don't have any listeners with pet koalas that I know of. Okay, listen. Yet again, I'm going on the record stating that I love armadillos. I love chickens, especially white chickens, but not like in a, you know, not like in a racist way. And also, I hate puppies. I'll own that. I really hate puppies. <gasps> I do. <laughs> I feel like we should just find out who won this bracket because that speaks for itself. Just just call me Cruella. I don't care. Like I said earlier, I used to be a vet tech. I've known and had and cared for too many fucking puppies in my life. I like dogs, at least some of them. And I don't hate cats, but I'm not really a cat person. But like, I feel I Justice, love- put your earmuffs on. God bless it. I love the thought of some man walking down the street and this is obviously a man with a criminal disposition because he is willing to break into a house like (laughs) it's on the menu for him so this is obviously you know a bit of a hooligan walking down the street and he looks up and sees a cat and says fuck it i've i have to (laughs) i just i kind of love that so i'm gonna have to pick that one i love it all right so man breaks into home Pets, cat. Yes, yes. As long as the cat was okay with it, which I mean, in all honesty, it probably wasn't. 
Did you just hear that burp? It was yeah. so loud. <laughs> oh, God. He'll be shitting here soon, too, so. Oh, okay. Well, my ovaries were exploding, but, you know, yeah. shitting. So, <laughs> into the episode. You have absolutely no idea whatsoever what this is about. I don't. Because it's only been about this for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on a nice plane crash for a couple weeks, maybe a week, week and a half, two weeks. I don't know. And it's a great one. It's a good episode. It's going to be great. But I was researching it. There, there is large scale loss of life, children. And unlike some people we know, I can read the room <laughs> and know when <laughs> we might not want to do it. <laughs> So I thought, you know what? Melanie is in a hurricane. Melanie is evacuated. We need something in the specific genre of our podcast that I would call the themed compilation of wacky anecdotes. Oh! <laughs> Which we've done before, but there's a problem with it. We, we've done it a few times. And the problem is that we go, you know what? We just did an episode where 93 children sank to the bottom of the ocean. So let's let's do a themed compilation of wacky anecdotes this time. You did it with lava lamps. And then we had to put a fucking special warning about alcoholism in the show notes. <laughs> uh, I did it with Black Friday incidents. And I had to put a special... Um, some special shit in the show notes on that because we we start doing this and then it's like oh it shit, these dark. are these are real people like it is like a weird you know wacky holy shit this thing happened like you know lava lamp murders and everything but like there are actual people and then it's never as light and wacky as it starts out to be and never. this is no exception this is, I can tell already, I'm going to love it. This is much darker than it was supposed to be. <laughs> by a lot. By a lot. So a few days ago, I spilled a lemonade in my husband's car. Oh, no. Yes. And sticky. I don't know. No, worse than sticky. I don't think that I have talked about the dark side to Wendy's lemonade, which I have talked so much about. I don't think I've talked about the dark side, which is that if you spill it and it doesn't get cleaned up properly, or if you just leave a cup out like overnight, it smells real fucked up, like worse than you would expect. In my opinion, it smells like rancid glue. Like How do you glue. have any left over? I mean, I don't very often, but now and then. So I've had this happen a couple times. I spilled some in the floorboards of a different car, but it was like all in one little spot. So it ended up being relatively easy to clean up. I, I've run afoul of the lemonade problem a few times. So I know, but I went out to get a lemonade really late a few nights ago. And as I was coming back in, I saw somebody outside who gave me bad vibes and I got spooked and I tried to get my lemonade way too fast going into the house and I spilled it fucking everywhere. And it was a large with no ice. <laughs> oh, so it's no! just like a gallon of pure lemonade. So I go inside and the audio guy was there and I was like, I'm so sorry because it was his car. <laughs> I don't usually take his car anywhere because I don't like it, but I couldn't find my keys. So I took his car and... 
dropped like a gallon of lemonade and it was like between the seats and the console it wasn't in like a a good easy to clean place so we That's went to the, the worst though yeah i left we, a gallon of milk in my car do you remember that ooh. post no i don't think i do yeah it was like a year and a half ago yeah it was terrible buddy (laughs) yeah grocery pickup it got jammed between some seats and sat there for a week before it like swelled up and exploded oh no maybe i do remember that i just didn't realize that was you yeah it was me fuck okay well, so the audio guy was not thrilled with me, and uh, I promised him thoroughly that I would deal with it the next day. So the next day, we took it to a car wash, and we... Uh, <gasps> <laughs> and we dumped a whole bunch of cleaner all over it, and then, like, wet backed it up, and then we were like, fuck it, let's go through the car wash. <gasps> <laughs> And for not the first time, as we, you know, got halfway through the conveyor belt, I found myself Googling car wash deaths. And I thought, oh, Melanie needs this. I need it. Melanie really needs this. So I changed my complete topic 24 hours before recording. (laughs) Oh, I love you so much. And I bring to you at your feet like a dead mouse and I'm a cat. (laughs) I bring to you... (laughs) A car wash compilation. So the concept of an automated car wash came about in 1914 in Detroit, when the first one opened in response to the boom of cars being suddenly commercially available. Oh, old timey. Uh-huh. Very Well, the episode as a whole is not what I would consider old timey, but it does, you know, figured I would use the old lava lamp structure of here is this invention and then here are all of its misadventures in the world. <laughs> We'll call that the love lamp structure from now on. (laughs) Oh, I dig that. I dig it. Yes. So it was nothing compared to what we think of today when we think of a car wash. It was just four dudes in a tunnel. There's a dirty joke to be made there, but I'm not going to make it. That's (laughs) that's all you. Where one pushed the car through and the other three washed, rinsed, and dried inside the tunnel. The next big technological leap happened in 1940 in California, which is, you know, like 25 years later, when a winch was added to pull the car through while the three guys in the tunnel still did everything manually. And then the industry only had to wait six more years for the next major development, which came in the form of Thomas Simpson's invention. And I tried so hard to find some chaotic man stories for you because i feel like when when you're dealing with inventors they often are there right they they weren't thomas simpson doesn't seem very chaotic i'm sorry i tried anyway thomas simpson's invention which upgraded to involve the conveyor belt that we know and love today overhead sprinklers blow dryers to dry it when it was done the process got fine-tuned over the next few years and with a pretty good system in place car washes started appearing all over the country And if we have learned anything from amusement parks and cruise ships, we know that anywhere there's a bunch of water and machinery, something is going to go wrong. So let's take a journey through some things that have. Now, for most of these, I will say most of these have 
many other stories like them. So for for a lot of them, it's like, a, you know, something happens with the water. And I picked one story that had the most meat on it to tell. But there are like 50 others. Or, you know, a car drives into somebody and I picked the most interesting one. But there are definitely 50 others. Right. right, right. So know that each of these is just representative of its category. <laughs> so in the winter of 1997, while I was at the movies watching Titanic for the 17th time, Friends... 23-year-old corn company employee John and 20-year-old carpenter Christopher were getting ready to hit the road and visit John's mom. It was her birthday, so they were going to make a little trip and say happy birthday, mom and friend's mom. They packed up John's old blue SUV and they got ready for what would be 24 hours driving from Iowa to his mom's house in Arizona. Before they did, on Friday morning, they hit the Wonder Wash car wash to freshen up their ride. It was December in Iowa. I'm sure you know salt can take a toll on a car. So oh, yeah. At the self-service car wash, a sign asked customers to close the doors to the bays once they were inside. It did not advise them on whether to turn their car off or not. So oh. they didn't. Hours later, at 1.30 in the afternoon, another customer came by the Wonder Wash car wash and opened... By the way, a lot of car washes have some real weird names. Or real cool names. Or weird cool names. So, the Wonder Wash Car Wash customer came by, opened the doors to drive their own vehicle in. But instead of a fresh and empty bay, the customer found the blue SUV along with John and Christopher's corpses. Oh, they poisoned themselves. They sure did. In an interview, John's father said, no one will ever know exactly what happened, but they didn't make it any farther. But they did end up knowing exactly what happened. The fumes from the old SUV overwhelmed them. Within minutes of closing the bay doors, which it was so fast and intense, it bypassed the usual symptoms of nausea and headache that would potentially give someone a chance to escape carbon monoxide poisoning. An expert said that they, quote, couldn't comprehend what was happening because it would have hit so hard and so fast. And there are limited articles about this because it's such an old story. This is from 97. But as an aside, one said that Christopher was, quote, a member of the Sacred Heart Catholic Church and Ducks Unlimited. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) I was so curious to know what the hell Ducks Unlimited was, since it ranked as important enough to be listed alongside this man's church. So I looked into it and... It turned out that this 20-year-old young man was a member of an organization, quote, dedicated to the conservation of wetlands and associated upland habitats for waterfowl. That is the most wholesome thing ever. Like, he's the Don Dishow commercial guy. You have no idea how badly I want to know more about this. Yes. Like, was he an active member? Like, was this his passion? Or were they just trying to figure out what to write about him? And they found a Ducks Unlimited membership card in his wallet and said, fuck it, let's include this. Ducks Unlimited. Like, that's the thing we're (laughs) truly never going to know. And can you, okay, I have to detour into this a little bit more. Can you imagine having to, like, if you are the president of Ducks Unlimited and you have to, like, raise some funds, can you imagine, like, calling around and being like, Hi, I'm with Ducks Unlimited, and I'd like to talk to you about <laughs> waterfowl and wetlands. <laughs> Who picked the name? Why uh, not? Why not? Like you know, the National Company for Conservation of Waterfowl or something? No, Ducks Unlimited. It's got to be give a fuck about a duck. Oh, 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, God. This is why I miss you anytime you're gone. So I'm glad you survived a hurricane. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, who would say that? <laughs> so um, this next one is a little bit brief, but I'm including it because it's kind of what I was picturing when I decided to do this episode. As with my Halloween slash theoretically haunted house death compilation, I had this particular mental image. In this case, I was sitting in a car wash thinking about how super bizarre it is that we send tender, fragile little human beings into a giant hunk of metal through a tunnel filled with hydraulics, heavy machinery, water, chemicals, and intense wind. Are you specifically talking about kids or just... People. people people like our fragile little fleshy bodies why do we do that i mean why do we even drive cars period i, I mean, mean okay yeah but like imagine if when you take your car to the mechanic and they jack it up to the ceiling they do it with you in it as a matter of course what the fuck there's a conveyor belt we don't need to be in there <laughs> i've never been jacked up i mean that's the po- <laughs> i mean that's not true but that's the point Wait, I mean, you've never had your car jacked up? Not with me in it. Well, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. When we do these weird fucking dangerous things with vehicles, we don't normally just go ahead and put the car owner inside the car. Oh, I thought you were saying that we do do that. I was like, no, we do not do that. (laughs) That's my point. That is my whole point. But with car washes, we're just like, fuck it. You're along for the ride. (laughs) And it's weird. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I have always been mildly afraid of car washes because I, I think so a lot much. of people are. I mean, I do too, but like they make them so much scary fun way. now. It's like laser light shows and stuff. I know. I know. It just seems like it's one tiny bad decision between you and getting absolutely fucked up by all those massive pieces of machinery. It's a lot of trust. It's a lot of trust. So I'm thinking this has to happen all the time. I'll do an episode. I, I do this every time. And then I start researching and I discover that it it doesn't really, but lots of other terrible stuff does. But this is basically specifically what I was picturing. So we're going to keep this one. In April of 2005... A 23-year-old car wash attendant was working for a car wash that had nine employees, had been operating for 30 years. He was a supervisor with the company, and the car wash functioned like most did, which is where it gets pre-treated outside, then taken through the bay on the conveyor belt, then additionally towel-dried after it comes out. This employee's name is never listed, so unfortunately I can't call him by his name, which I would prefer to do. But one of his responsibilities was power washing all the gunk from the cars out of the bottom of the bay, usually daily, but sometimes more if needed. Because, I mean, as you can imagine, a lot of stuff builds up from all those grody cars coming through. Right. That's got to be so satisfying, too. Well, when he did the washout, he liked to turn on the wash equipment so he could flood the floor and make the job a little bit easier. Whether this was allowed was a little blurry, It was definitely not an official step in the process, but there didn't seem to be a policy forbidding it either. The owner claimed that he didn't know that this was his employee's routine, although other employees knew it was his routine. But the owner did know that something was wrong on this day when he heard a strange sound, which is unfortunately not described, coming from the car wash bay. He went to work, but he couldn't see clearly what was going on because of the soap and the glare from the sun. He could tell that there were no cars in there, and the strange sound continued. Mm. He ran to shut off the power to the bay, and then when he looked again, he found his employee on the ground of the bay, head up against a wall, legs tangled in the machinery. (gasps) 
Yeah. Like the spinny, you know, blue uh-huh. things. Yeah. He had been dragged into the spinning side arm brush when it turned on and died from blunt force trauma and head and neck injuries. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the one after this is actually really similar to it, but it's got some fucked up additional details, so I'm going to include it too. 2007, Michigan. An 18-year-old kid with an extremely Hispanic name, Ricardo Alberto Martinez. That's beautiful. But he did not yet know that he would later be played in an episode of Curious and Unusual Deaths by a 40-year-old black man. Oh, I I don't what? know why that happened. I watched this episode, so obviously I had a certain mental image of this person in my head. And then when I looked up the actual case so I could get more details and confirm some details, because this is, you know, kind of like a dramatized reenactment show. When I looked up the actual situation, it's an 18-year-old kid named Ricardo Alberto Martinez. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know why that happened. So on this particular day, he had wrapped up the day's work at the Goo Goo Car Wash. The Goo Goo? I told you. I told you. The Goo Goo Car Wash. And like, who the fuck? It's, it's the same person that named Ducks Unlimited. It's it's the car wash for the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, God. <laughs> he had wrapped up his day's work at the Goo Goo Car Wash and he was ready to close up shop. That is, until a disgruntled customer came in complaining that he had had his car washed there earlier and was not happy with how it turned out. Ricardo was very much ready to go home, but the customer was not letting it go, and Ricardo took pride in his work, so he agreed to fire up the car wash again, send the man's car through a second time. While he was gone turning the machinery back on, the customer saw a power washing hose on the ground, and he picked it up to do some cleaning himself, which, stop it, you dumb fuck, but at the same time... Would you not pick up a power washing hose? Mm. I'd I'd be tempted. I probably wouldn't do it because I'm too much of a rule follower, but I would definitely be tempted. So he, the customer had no idea what safety rules obviously might be in place for this kind of thing or where to put the hose when he was done or why it needed to be there or anything because he's just some jackass. What the fuck compelled him to do that? I mean, I feel like he just saw a power washing hose and was like, fuck yes, power washing. (laughs) No, it's, if it's not yours, don't fucking touch it. I know. Well, he was already Mr. Karen yelling at poor Ricardo. What are they, Chads? Um, Is that what they call them? I feel like that's a, I don't feel like that's synonymous with Karen. I don't feel like that's the male version of Karen. It's certainly a unpleasant male name-based archetype, as is Kyle. But I don't know that it's the equivalent of a Karen. I think a Chad's a whole different guy. He's he Chad is like a... Went to business school guy and wears polo shirts. Kind of rapey. Yeah, kind of rapey. Definitely kind of rapey. Maybe more than kind of. Maybe just a rapist. So, fuck you, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Jerry. It it might be a Jerry. It might be a Jerry. We, We have to think about this. We really do have to figure out what the male counterpart is to a Karen because it's definitely a thing. And this guy was definitely it. So, he when he was done, he just drops it back on the ground and... His car began passing through the bay on the conveyor belt with, of course, the massive spinning pieces of machinery doing 100 rotations per minute. When the car came through, Ricardo was ready to do the power washing of the ground that we had talked about earlier. So he picked up the hose that the customer had left in the wrong place. As he did that, the spinners were still spinning. 
because it takes a while for them to come to a complete stop, even though the customer's car was technically done and gone. The spinners had not completely stopped. So one of them snagged the cord, wrapping it again and again around the machine as it spun. Like, you know how when you... I have a mental picture of this. Well, but yeah, like, you know how when you vacuum and there's like a long string of something around that thing? Yeah, basically that. So it's wrapping the hose around this thing. And then Ricardo got tangled up in the cord. Oh, fuck. Which dragged him into the machinery, smashing his head against several metal pieces of the car wash along the way, and then wrapping him around and pressing him harder and harder against the washing arm. Picture someone hugging a tree and simultaneously being tied to that tree with rope. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Before long, someone passing by outside the car wash looked in and saw Dave hanging from the machinery dead. Are you ready for something upsetting? Wait, are we still on the same story? No, that story's over. Dave's dead. It's very sad. What happened to Roberto? Oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay, they were called... Wow, I really just switched halfway through. It's Ricardo. <laughs> there is no Dave. You literally there- just Okay, like, well, no, it's Dave like, because... Dave's in the- dead. <laughs> in the... <laughs> In the uh, Curious and Unusual Deaths episode, in the dramatization, they had renamed him Dave. But in the actual story, he's Ricardo. Like, the real guy was Ricardo. But I got I got my Dave mixed up. It's Ricardo. Ricardo or Roberto? There was never a Roberto. I'm fucking confused. We might have to cut this because I sound like an insane person. Well, I don't think we should because in all fairness, I could be the insane person. <laughs> I don't think there was ever a Roberto, but Dave did definitely appear at the end. It's all Ricardo. It's all Ricardo. It's all Ricardo. Ricardo is the 18-year-old who was inexplicably played by a 40-year-old black man. Ricardo is the one who had the shitty customer come in and uh, do some power washing of his own. And then Ricardo is the one who tried to power wash the floor only to get tangled in the machinery and be found hanging from it later. Okay, sorry. All Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, apologies. I and have a, not slept in a, days. Well, a blanket sorry from me too, because I genuinely don't know if it was me or you, and I'm sure someone will tell us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't really need to investigate this too hard, because we'll know soon. <laughs> we'll know. We'll know. So, okay. Are Dave's you ready? Dead. <laughs> Dave's dead. Are you ready for something truly upsetting? Yes. Okay. You may be thinking everything we've talked about has been upsetting. It's all upsetting. Okay. This one, I wish you could see me right now. I have my, I have my hand like above my eyes and my forehead and my face all scrunched up. This is so upsetting. I don't even know what content warning to apply here. But oh, know, no. Know that there are some content warnings in the show notes. And this is a moment when you may want to pause and review them. Okay, but I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh my god, I'm so disturbed by this one. <laughs> okay. What this could this one, possibly be? Wait till you fucking find out. Okay. This next one is actually the last one that I wrote into this. It's just not the last one I'm telling you because I like to go in chronological order. Right. I know you don't do compilations as often as I do, but when you do, do you ever get one where it's just about done and you're like, mm, it needs something? Yes. Yes. Just a little something to make it complete just like, zhush it up a little yes maybe something just to make it just a little bit longer maybe something to make it a little bit more well-rounded maybe it's just missing it's 
really impactful story. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's where I was with this episode. I had six good stories that represented a pretty well-rounded view of what could go wrong in or around a car wash. But I just felt like it needed something. I was pretty sure at that point that I had seen it all. I had Googled car wash deaths, car wash disasters, car wash accidents, car wash murders. I had reached at least page three search results on all of them. Like Sometimes I, that's where you find the best stuff. Okay. So, but that's when I Googled scary car wash stories, thinking maybe I would find like a haunted car wash story to round things out or a good Reddit thread with leads on a more obscure car wash death, something. Reddit is not only a gold mine of potential listeners, it is a gold mine of potential disasters. Oh, yes. Oh, man. But I did find that last year during COVID, a lot of car washes did haunted houses, which is cute, but that's definitely not what I'm about to tell you about. And I'm stalling now. I wish I was about to tell you about that. I am about to tell you a story that I thoroughly did not think was real at first. I thought that I was guaranteed to find this disproven on Snopes or something, which is a story about... Kimberly, we're going to say Krieg. It's K-R-I-E-G-E. Krieg. Krieg. We're going to say Krieg. Actually, we're just going to call her Kimberly after this, so it doesn't matter. Kimberly Krieg, a 45-year-old veterinarian from Montana. It's a short story, but it's impactful. All right. In 2013. Also, do you ever have those stories where you're telling it and you start slowing down real slow because yeah. <laughs> every word is about to be worse than the one before it oh no okay i feel bad saying this with squonk around okay in 2013 kimberly took her car to the super car wash which is a deceptively innocuous name for a little bath oh. once there she looked down at the wash bay and saw take a moment guess what do you think she saw a head not exactly. You're warm, though. You're really warm. Um, an arm? Okay, worse. Now you're getting colder. She looked down at the wash bay and saw a fucking human face. Not a Wait. head. No! Not a, not, not a head, not a body. A literal face. What? What in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre are you trying to tell me? I there thought you this was not a haunted house. Car wash. And what, no, and whatever you're imagining how this happened, it may be worse than that. I mean, God knows with your imagination, but there's no fucking way she wasn't screaming bloody murder when she called the police who responded immediately and saw her as a suspect. They kept her in interrogation for hours. They took her truck. They required a blood sample. But none of that is the point of this story. What had happened was this. This is awful. Nicholas Cage. This is Face Off Part 2. No. Worse. An 81-year-old man named... How would you pronounce E-L-G-I-E? Elgi or LG? I'd say LG. Me too. Okay, so that's a popular vote. An 81-year-old man named LG had been driving from Montana to Texas to visit his grandchildren and great-grandchildren, as he did annually. He went every summer to visit and meet any new babies that had been born because he had so many grandkids and great grandkids that there, you know, happened a lot. He had six kids and yeah, he'd gotten all the way down to great grandkids by then. He was a widower who had met a widow who, like him, had six adult kids and they had gotten married in their 70s. There's a story. Of a lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> the last happy thing we're gonna say for a while. <laughs> oh. 
Algie was a retired sergeant with the Air Force and a devoted family man. He was an amazing storyteller who'd had a wealth of experiences in his long life, and he had a diverse and active set of hobbies to show for it. Unfortunately, during his road trip, he lost control of his Ford Taurus. Mm-hmm. He ran off the road and he found his car stuck. All that he could do was start walking to get help, and that is what he was doing when a trucker named David working for CRST Expedited hit him. Mm-hmm. David the trucker went back to the place where he had hit something. Reading between the lines, it seems like this may have been to appease his co-driver. He got out. I, I, I'm, I'm again, reading between the lines, but it seems kind of like a situation where the co-driver was like, dude, we just hit something. And he's like, it's fine. And the co-driver's like, no, it's not. So he went back to humor him. He got out. He used a flashlight to look around. And then he got back into the truck, told the other driver it was just clothes in a duffel bag and drove away. Oh, or it gets worse. Through the night, poor LG's body was run over repeatedly by other drivers, including... Yeah, oh, no. Including a woman named Ryan, whose next stop was the car wash, where she washed LG's entire face off of her Ford pickup, leaving it on the floor of the bay for Kimberly to find. Oh, no. Why is that the worst thing that's ever been on this podcast? <laughs> It really is, isn't it? It wasn't me. It was me. Oh my gosh. It is unclear whether that woman knew what had happened. It seems like she may have. Kimberly sued CRST Expedited saying that finding, quote, a large recognizable part of a human face was beyond traumatic. David the trucker was arrested in Indiana, we don't want him, four months later and given a six-year deferred sentence. And the woman who had... That's it? Yeah. And the woman who had taken her truck was charged with leaving the scene of an accident and tampering with evidence along with her dad who had been in the truck with her. But But they didn't know, right? I don't know. The fact that she got charged kind of makes me think she might have. Because you just happen to drive over a man while you're on your way to the car wash? Why are all these people running over this guy and not fucking stopping? I mean, yeah, that's really fucked up. But, like, what are the odds that you were just casually on your way to the car wash already? Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, and she did get charged. So, I think there's a good chance that she had some inkling. But, like I said, her charges were dismissed. LG's body was returned home to his family and given the proper burial with full military honors that he deserved. Good. Yeah. His family was not thrilled with the sensationalist news coverage the story got, so I thought long and hard about how to tell the story. There's no way to get past the oh my god shock factor of it, but my grandfather also died in an upsetting, graphic, and undignified way, so... I tried to keep that front of mind, and I really hope that his ghost in the studio is okay with this version. Right. He sounds like he was a very interesting and well-loved man. So that is fucking awful. That's awful. I think it is actually the worst thing we've had on here. I hate some people. Not all people. Do you think it is, in fact, the worst thing? It might be. I think it's the worst thing. Wow, I didn't think it would be me. I really thought it would be you. No, it's definitely you. Okay, well, I've got something else really fucking bad coming. It's not as disturbing, but it's fucking upsetting. Uh Uh-oh. You ready? Yes. Okay. Frank and Joan had lived a lot of life. 
They had gotten married in 1951 when Frank was 23 and Joan was 17. And Joan had the sweetest little dimples, and Frank had a long, handsome face with an absolutely luxurious head of hair. They had a wonderful, loving marriage. Frank joined the army. They had children. After his time in the army was done, he joined the NYPD, eventually becoming a lieutenant, and they settled into a cozy neighborhood in Brooklyn. And I would like to just end it there, (laughs) but I can't. Frank retired, and the couple set out to enjoy their golden years with their usual sense of optimism and connectedness. In May of 2018, when they had enjoyed 64 years of marriage, Joan and Frank took their Honda Accord to the Marine Park car wash on a Tuesday afternoon. As their car went through the automated wash, a 61-year-old employee in the car behind them rear-ended it. Mm. Which, fucking nothing compared to the rest of this. When it came out, the couple got out to check the damage. And as the surveillance cameras rolled, the employee exited the car wash behind them in the SUV he'd hit their car with and accelerated into them. Ramming them in between the two cars and pushing their car forward about two full car lengths. Oh, no. Yeah. He immediately backed up back into the car wash like super fast and then shot back out and smashed into their car again coming to a stop once their Honda had been smashed into another car in front of it. Was he drunk? A group of people can be seen advancing on the stop car and yelling and then charging the driver's side door and trying to force it open. But it backed up and then accelerated forward yet again as Joan and Frank lay on the ground. Oh, no. They were run over multiple times during the accelerating and reversing. And this isn't a Jeep Liberty. It's not a small car. One of the people who had been watching said he ran the lady over. He crushed her. It was horrible. He didn't know how to drive. Another witness said, quote, it was like the car wanted to cut her in two. I heard all this noise. I look up and see this woman pinned between the cars. As I look forward, the car left and came back and hit her again. It was horrible. It was the most horrible thing I've ever witnessed. One source said that her legs were severed, but I can't tell if that was true or not. Um, Joan was dead at the scene from head and internal trauma and oh, Frank was, what was Frank? You know, I, what was Frank? Honestly, this is, this is too sad. I'm just going to say Frank was alive and aware and it, this, it, it's, it's actually too much. Um, but he was transported to the hospital in critical condition. And then a week later, Frank died in the hospital on their 65th wedding anniversary. Their granddaughter said it just really seemed like fate. The doctor said that he was strong, that he might be able to survive, but it just seemed like fate that he was destined to go on their anniversary to join her. He died of a broken heart. I really believe that. I do too. They had a joint funeral and a joint obituary and their obituary said they died as they lived together in life. And as far as I can tell, the employee was never arrested. <gasps> really? Yeah. I looked hard. <laughs> well, that's maddening. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want another really bad story? <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? Okay. No really old people die. <laughs> Just really young people. Okay. What? <laughs> so, this story is messy as hell. We are going to start with a basic cast of characters because there are a lot of people in this. 28-year-old Tim had dated 25-year-old Chelsea. 
Okay, that's kind of the most important piece here. Tim was the caretaker for his older sister after she had a spine injury. And although a lot of people described him as kind-hearted, normal, quiet, and polite, there were red flags. One acquaintance said that his hobbies included guns and guns and guns and shooting and beer and rolling cigarettes. Oh, joy. Yeah. And I mean, in certain communities, like, is that a personality or a red flag compilation or both? A little bit of both. Yeah. For what it's worth, this is in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania. Chelsea ended their relationship, but Tim didn't take it well. He started leaving things on her car, like beer and flowers and scratch-off tickets. Which I don't know if any of that's the way to woo a woman, but I don't know what they get up to in rural Pennsylvania. Not gonna lie, I'm fucking wooed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Listen. Listen. Which one are you the most wooed by? Oh, for sure the scratch-offs. Yeah, I mean, me too, to be fair. You know what's so cute? On Easter, Cody hides eggs for me. With that is cute. scratch-offs in the in the eggs. That's very cute. It is. I'm wooed. I'm sorry. You're I'm wooed. wooed. Look at you. you got five fucking kids. You're real wooed. <laughs> <laughs> so things only got worse when Chelsea started a new relationship with a married 27-year-old man named William. Oh, this is messy. This is real messy. Tim had too much time alone with his beer and cigarettes to think, or maybe not enough time to think, depending on how you look at it. He had lots of time to stalk her social media and obsess and obsess some more. When she shared a meme that said, after this week, I really need to get taken out, dot, 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 on a date or by a sniper, either one is fine with me at this point. Tim commented, I could do both. Challenge accepted. Right? (laughs) Only really way too why would you share a meme like that that doesn't even i mean this is funny no it's really not it's a rural 25 year old though baby squonk so you better not say dumb shit like that who who squonk squonk okay i thought you meant me i was like (laughs) that part of my life has passed (laughs) so four days later chelsea and her new dude william her half-brother Seth and a few friends went out late one night together. William's 24-year-old pregnant wife Jenna and their two kids were at home. All of them were in a bar together and somehow, for some reason, they all decided to go to Ed's car wash at 3 a.m. in two cars. Which I don't believe the car wash was open, so I'm not really sure what they were up to. Maybe we'll never know. Chelsea and William got there first and walked around the side of the building where Tim appeared. He was wearing a bulletproof vest, but he didn't actually have the bulletproof inserts put in. He had an AR-15, a handgun, and a rifle. He shot Chelsea and William in the parking lot where they died. And then he saw Seth, their friend Courtney, and another friend pull into the parking lot in the other car. The third person hid in the back, but Tim approached the car and shot Seth and Courtney to death inside of it, and then, surrounded by bodies, turned his gun on himself, shooting himself in the head. All in all, over 30 shots were fired. When the bodies were found, Tim's ass was taken to the hospital still alive. It never ceases to amaze me how survivable gunshot wounds to the head can be. We've talked about this a couple times. I think we have, yeah. He did die a week later, but holy shit. So Seth 
the half brother who Chelsea's half brother who died was described as exceptionally funny and smart. Chelsea herself was described as fun loving, hardworking, and happy go lucky, as does every murdered girl, which is why I make such a point of never being any of those things. <laughs> I am neither fun loving nor hardworking nor happy go lucky. Courtney, you need to watch it because you've got a good dead girl description. Do I? Yes. You are wholesome and radiant and you light up the world and uh, magical and wonderful and you would do anything to help somebody and your Bork ethic is alarming also. We talked about that. And I'm sorry to tell you that if your description of your personality sounds like it belongs on forensic files, you need to watch your fucking back or maybe be a bigger butthole. Spoken like a true best friend. (laughs) Courtney was a 21-year-old tomboy with a four-year-old son. She worked in an animal park. William, Chelsea's boyfriend, the married one, was described by his wife Jenna in absolutely glowing terms. Hmm. Regarding the allegation that William had been having an affair with Chelsea two months into their marriage, Jenna told the news with an awful lot of confidence. I confirmed that was false. My husband only talked about me and making our family work. He was perfect. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So that's the that's the entirety of that story. Are you ready for the last one? Yes, ma'am. Okay. The last one is Tracy McManus. Tracy McManus was born in 1966. She grew up in Queens as one of five sisters and eventually met her husband, Brian. They had a daughter named Megan and then another daughter named Caitlin. And then their third and last child was a baby boy, Brian. As a totally irrelevant side note, both of their girls who are adults now have long, gorgeous, curly red hair, but they have completely different curl types and completely different shades of red. That's cool. (laughs) I love details like this. Yeah. She, Tracy, was a lady who knew how to have a good time. She worked in payroll for a plumbing company and she loved going to the casino. She loved hanging out with her friends at the bar. She loved following football. She had an amazing and blunt sense of humor. In 2012, her beloved husband died, leaving her to fill the shoes of both parents for their three kids, which was a challenge that she rose to with the same gusto she approached everything else. In February of just this year, Tracy and her daughter took her Ford Escape to Cross Bay Car Wash and Lube for a car wash. <laughs> By the way, how I have talked about this with my husband just recently. How are they still getting away with calling it Car Wash and Lube in 2021? <laughs> we all know what lube means. And I feel like if you address it with the freaking oil and, and oil change industry, they're going to be like, what do you mean? That's what it's called. Shut up. But have you, like, ever noticed, like, how sexual men's stuff is? Yes. Like, screwdriver and (laughs) hammer. Yeah. But, I mean, which comes first? Do we I mean, they literally, like, literally, there's, like, female ends, male ends. Yeah. It's weird. So... I, I just I would like to take a moment to to take that up with this industry. W- really, you're still calling it lube? Stop it! We all know what that means. Don't stop grow, it. I grow enjoy up. it. Someone enjoys it. <laughs> you enjoy lube. We know. Don't yuck my yum. I'm not yucking your yum. So, 
She took it to the Cross Bay Car Wash and Lube for car wash in the same Ozone Park neighborhood where she had grown up. A 43-year-old man named Edwin worked there, and part of Edwin's job was driving vehicles out of the bay and over to a lot to be dried by hand. Unfortunately, he was doing that job drunk. Oh, no. Yeah. As he did, Tracy was crossing the lot back to her car after tipping the employee who had handled her car, and Edwin drove a Jeep Liberty as an aside that is the same thing that killed Joe and <gasps> Frank. Right. He drove a Jeep Liberty out of the bay when he suddenly accelerated, running over Tracy with the Jeep in front of her daughter before crashing into another vehicle. 54-year-old Tracy survived the trip to the hospital but died of her injuries when she got there, leaving her three young adult children as orphans. And they are all on social media and they're all very sad. And I'm very sad for them. Uh, Edwin was arrested and charged with vehicular manslaughter and driving while intoxicated. Unlike the person who killed Frank and Joan. Right. <laughs> and Do we know what he was serving? I don't. No, I did not find that. I, I looked. I couldn't find it. So there you have it. That's all. Um, that's a lot of the bad stuff that could happen in or around a car wash. You could get fucked up by the machinery you could get uh, murdered. You could get run over, which seems to actually happen like absolutely constantly. Get lubed. You you're, you could find a face. You could stop it. You could get lubed. <laughs> uh, a lot of bad things could happen. So maybe have a dirty car. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. That is our our call to action at the end of this. Leave your car alone, maybe. Yeah. Or just think about this next time you get a car wash, and then my work here will be done. Or listen to this. In the car wash. In the car wash. Oh, on Halloween. What what happens if someone's like, oh, I'm about to go through this car wash. Let me just catch up on my my podcast. Oh, you know, two minutes of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, That happens to be this. And it's this one. This is terrible. That's really bad. I enjoyed that. Oh, I'm glad. I don't think Squawk did. Oh, Squawk. Well, he can't hear anything. Okay. That's true. I, I did feel bad talking about, um, you know, the bad one with Squawk right there. Yeah, I got my headphones on. He can't hear. I think that's probably why he's so grumpy is because it's quiet, quiet, quiet. And then I'm like, oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Mom, I'm sleeping. <sighs> I think we really need some disaster relief. Yes. Okay, you go first since you're in a real disaster. Um, gosh, I guess mine just have to be like my family. Um, I know that's cheesy as fuck, but I think it's understandable right now. I'm just so happy to like that we're just safe and it's just scary not knowing and. I don't know. That's it. That's my family. I, I think that's all you fucking need right now. <laughs> uh, I'm nothing go... else matters. Not not houses or cars or or no. nothing. Just my family. No. And to follow that up, I'm going to go with something super shallow and material. <laughs> 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 and for the second week in a row, this is so unlike me. For the second week in a row... I'm going to plug a specific makeup. 
You're fancy. I don't know who I am. Anyway, I wouldn't kill me to look up the name of it, would it? No, I mean, we are giving people recommendations. Whatever. Hold on. (laughs) I recommend my family. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to come take away. (laughs) Someone's going to come steal your family. They're going to be like, great fucking idea. (laughs) Did you hear all those compliments Brianne said earlier? About who? About about me. Oh. No, they're not going to kill you. They're just going to take your fucking family away. Don't take my family. I need them. <laughs> okay, so here we go. It is... Okay, The is it Elf or ELF? I always, I always say Elf. Okay, me too. Well, y'all know what I mean. It's that, and it's called a bite-sized eyeshadow palette, and it comes in like eight different colors. It's very little... And I it's love $3. Tiny stuff. It's $3. And but it's really good quality. Like it has really good reviews. And my experience with it, I agree. And I all of my eyeshadow seems to have a lot of problems with, you know, you put it on and like the little pieces of it fall down and makes you look like an old witch. That <laughs> happens to me a lot. Maybe I'm just an old witch. Um, that happens to me a lot, but this is actually really, especially for the price really good about that and i got the one called hot jalapeno and it has this adorable gorgeous super pigmented gold like really pretty and then like a really pretty greenish gold that's kind of metallic and then it has a matte sort of olive green and then a matte really dark green and it's just really it's really nice it's really it goes on really smooth. It blends really well. It's incredibly pigmented, especially for the price. I I would have expected this to be far more expensive than this. They notoriously have amazing makeup for, like, pennies. It's yeah. awesome. I, I don't really buy a lot of makeup in general, but I also don't buy a lot of theirs because I guess I just assumed, based on price, that it probably wasn't that good. All of their stuff is amazing. Yeah. So they have eight palettes and each one of them has just like the cutest little combination of colors. And I I personally really like myself in greens and golds as far as I like I I make up. You know what the fuck I mean. Best stuff <laughs> paint on your face. Yes. I like myself in greens and golds around the eyes because I have brown eyes, but They've got one that's like pinks, they've got some blues, they've got some browns. It, it, it's really lovely, and I highly recommend it. I brought makeup with me here. <laughs> and you waxed your eyebrows first. I did. So when I was packing up my shit, I told Brianna, I was like, I, I waxed my eyebrows because honestly, I don't know when... Then next time I'll see my little wax pot is. Why didn't you just take your wax pot with you? <laughs> Oh, it was not. The, you only have so much room. Well, that's fair. And you've got five fucking kids. I got five kids and each of them have a bag of, of things that are irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean, it's really cute when you see like what they choose to take. Yo, tell me about that. I feel like there's got to be some interesting stories there. What'd they choose? So they each have a little mesh backpack and I said, go to your room. You can fill it up. Is there, if you fill it up and there's something like that doesn't fit in, we will, we can do some negotiations. I'm okay with that. But you have to 
give me a good reason. And I mean, they all picked things that I thought they were going to pick. Like Ava got her sea otter stuffy. Oh my God. She's so freaking cute. You know, a lot of, a lot of like handmade stuffies and stuff like that, which was really surprising. Not like expensive toys or. Yeah. Um, their Pokemon cards. Oh. Um, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And, um, their, the argument on the Pokemon cards was, well, you can, you can replace your Pokemon cards. You can buy new packs, which you can't right now because they, there's like a run on Pokemon cards. There's a shortage really? on fucking Pokemon cards. God, that's random. Yeah. But you don't know what you're getting in the pack. So if you have a really good card. Yeah. And it's gone. It's, it's, it's gone. But they were really adorable and they didn't overdo it. I was really, I was Aww. really proud and impressed with them. They're good babies. Yeah. Ava's big thing, uh, her big thing was I have this Star Wars shirt that I bought that I worn once before she took over. It's, <laughs> uh, it's destined to happen, I guess, when you have girls, but it's the first piece of clothing one of my children has taken from me. Oh, that's and, cute. Uh, she's on the spectrum, so, you know, she tends to, like, latch onto certain things, and she'll wear them to death and and hold on to them forever, and it's a, it's a comfort item for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so she... Uh, she packed that too. That was one of in that went with her toys. Bless her heart. That's good. You're poor babies. I, I mean, you're poor babies, but at the same time, I know you've done such an incredible job of keeping things upbeat and as normal as possible for them. Yeah, that's why I'm we had the cr- by you. That's why we had the cry closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm continually impressed by you in so many ways that it means you're probably going to get murdered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But not by a hurricane. No, yay! <laughs> but yeah, so I'm glad that we were still able to do this. I this has been actually a highlight for me. So I'm glad. Um, and everybody that has reached out, I mean, holy crap! I just, yeah, I don't even people know what love to say. you. I've got a lot of private messages, and I don't know. I love you guys. I, I really do. It just makes this podcast like doing this. So worth it. I mean, not selfishly, because I'm like, oh, everybody's worried about it. I mean, no, it's not like that. Everyone but knows exactly what you mean. It it really is. Like, God, We're I feel the like best such a listeners. Po- I feel like such a podcast cliche right now, but it really is turning into a community. Yeah, it's fucking and it's awesome. Just, it's like we, we made the podcast that we both wanted to listen to and couldn't find. And then the exact people that we wanted to find it found it. And we're very moved by that all the time yeah so yeah right. nothing's gonna stop us not a hurricane <laughs> don't, don't melanie fuck don't say that don't say that don't say that it's tornado season here shut up watch like a pallet of vienna sausages that's how i want to go that's how you're gonna go that's how you deserve to go <laughs> <laughs> well all right, on that go, no. go take your skanky squawk and go to bed <laughs> Alright, sweet dreams or no dreams. Sweet dreams or no dreams. Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, 
where we have shout outs, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again. And as always, stay safe.